1: Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music, speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.
0: Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network, wherever you're listening from right now. If you're not already a subscriber to the series, I hope you take the moment to hit that subscribe button right now. Of course, you can do so at Spotify or even YouTube or really wherever you get your favorite podcasts from, like uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts as well. I'm Kyle Mayer, today my guest, the legendary Warren Haynes. There is a brand new Government Mule live album called Bring on the Music live at the Capitol Theater. In fact, I should say, it's much more than just a live album. It's, it's sort of multimedia. They called up uh, film director Danny Clinch, who took a ton of footage, which, as Warren tells us, if you're a big fan, there is a really sweet deluxe package that comes along with all this. So much music involved in this. And Warren and I will talk about some of that music, like uh, like Mr. Man, a song that they have uh, brought out from deep in the vaults to get its own spotlight. And we'll also talk about Warren and Danny's uh, history together. It goes back 25 years. 25 years happens to be... The amount of time that Government Mule has now been around. It's the 25th anniversary year for them. For something that was supposed to have started as a side project while Warren was playing with the Allman Brothers. We'll talk about how that all came to be and what it means to him today. As well as the update on their next record. It's only been two years since Revolution Come, Revolution Go came out. A very poignant record for the time. So there's an update there. And we'll also hit on uh, the 50th anniversary of the Almond Brothers. And what the live future of something like that might look like. And speaking of live, uh, the continuing tour of Government Mule this year will also include some dates with Leonard Skinner on their farewell tour. So there's some discussion on that as well. It's always my pleasure here, Kyle Meredith, with Warren Haynes of Government Mule. Hey, Kyle. It's good to talk to you again, man. Uh, congratulations on the uh, on the new live record. Really enjoying what I've been hearing so far.
2: Uh, thank you. Mm. We're we're very happy- with
0: it. Yeah, you guys are actually going to be here in town June 24th at the Iroquois Amphitheater. It's going to be great to have you back here in Louisville.
2: Yeah, I love that place.
0: Yeah. So does touring a live record, does that offer anything to what you would do nightly versus touring, I, I guess, an album?
2: There are a lot of unique factors with the new release, uh, starting with this being our first uh, concert film with a, a film director. Our friend Danny Clinch directed uh, the movie. One of the things that we did is make a point of bringing out a bunch of songs that we haven't Performed in a long time and purposefully including something from virtually every era uh, of government Mule, and I think from from every studio record, we played for over six hours and included over five hours of music in, in the package. So uh, if you if you're crazy like a lot of our friends, uh, a lot of our fans are, <laughs> there's a deluxe version that has two DVDs and two CDs where nothing is repeated over uh, five and a half hours. Wow! Uh, but virtually we were just trying to do what we do, but hopefully capture a couple of really good nights. And and I think uh, we were very happy with it.
0: Talking about bringing up some of those, you know, rare songs live and, you know, Lately, of course, Mr. Man has gotten some attention, and, and it's interesting because, a, a, as you mentioned, um, you know, the first time around, maybe these weren't these didn't have the spotlight, but now it does. I mean, it almost gives its its own, you know, you know, it almost makes it like it finally got to be a single in a way, and it's it's sort of interesting how a, a song can take on different lives throughout the years.
2: Yeah, uh, and some of them were poignant and timely, and uh, the, like the song "Life Before Insanity," we haven't played in a long time as well. It was nice to pull that one out, and Mr. Man, we just started playing again. But it does kind of shine a light on some of these songs that have been around for a while but never got any uh, commercial attention back in the day.
0: Now, of course, you mentioned Danny Clinch, who I'm a big fan of as well, dir- directing this. Uh, he's a player in his own rights. Uh, I know you guys have a friendship, but... How important was it to have someone behind the camera who is also a musician?
2: Well, uh, Danny's a harmonica player and and shares my love of the blues. We've played together on stage quite a few times, and I think uh, you know it's it's important in its own way. But I think it's just kind of an added bonus, really. You know, uh, as long as his love of what he does is similar to our love of what we do, I think it's it's all good. But I've admired Danny's work since the first time we worked together, which was. Going back over twenty five years,
0: now, does he uh, does he get to play in the movie as well? Did he take that opportunity? No,
2: he, he was too busy. Uh, <laughs> we, we played some backstage and and uh, off stage and stuff, but he had his hands full. As did we. And we kind of purposefully didn't have any guests for this. We, we've we done so many projects with guests that we thought it would be nice to, uh, with the 25th anniversary blooming large, to just ca- kind of make it all government mules. So it's there are hardly any cover songs. There are no guests. It's just five and a half hours of, of us.
0: I mean, 25 years... You know, uh, 10 years for a band is an accomplishment and sometimes, you know, five years. But to 25 years is something that has, you know, people have stated was said to have originally started as a side project. Was that the way you saw it at the time?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Our vision in the beginning was to go into the studio, make a very low budget experimental record uh, that was very improvisational and just do it uh, for fun because Alan Woody and myself were full-time members of the Allen Brothers. We had uh, several months out of the year where we had time on our hands, but uh, the intent was to do one record and a, a, a tour to let people know that we had done the record and then be done with it. But it, it kind of caught fire and, and turned into a real band. And here you are still. Well, it amazes me as well. Yeah, I, I, none of us expected it.
0: But you know, your consistency, I, I think, is also the other the other impressive side of this. Is you know, for for something that eventually caught fire, it's it's how driven you have been once within this band. I mean, there's only been one or two calendar years that you know, Government Mule hasn't put out something.
2: Yeah, and usually because I'm doing something uh, that's not Government Mule at, at, at that point, you know. Uh, it's it's again hard for us to believe we've done what I think ten studio records or mm-hmm. something like that and uh, a ton of live releases. But you know, once we decided we were going to be a, a real band, it was uh, full steam ahead. You know,
0: and this year just happens to also mark the fiftieth of the Allman Brothers. I- is there a live version that will exist in the future um, in-, in any sort of tributes?
2: I don't foresee any live version, any touring entity uh, in the future. You know, I I could see some sort of uh, tribute show or something happening, but uh, nothing that we've kind of planned or agreed upon at at this point. But, you know, I I think that ended in 2014. Right.
0: Well, I know it's just been a, you know, we're talking about the consistency. It's only been a two years since the last record, which, by the way, you and I, that's the last time you and I talked, and I was such a big fan of that Revolution Come, Revolution and go record is there an update on the next record because you know with with some of these songs that you're pulling back up being timely again i I sort of wonder if that's on your mind that that style of things
2: yeah we've been thinking a lot about the beginning stages of government mule and and a lot of the stuff that I've been writing kind of harkens back to to some of that stuff. But also some of the stuff I've been writing is completely different from anything we've done. So it's hard to say, uh, you know, we're not at that stage yet. But uh, we're thinking uh, largely about what the, the first record on the other side of 25 years is going to be. Right. <laughs>
0: Do you call that chapter two? Or is that
2: <laughs> are we long past <laughs>
0: chapter two? <laughs>
2: I think we just did the forward, and now we're in chapter one. <laughs> That's
0: a nice way of thinking about it. Whether well, the tour goes through the September, you got a lot of great, uh, great uh, other guests and openers on the bill. I did notice that Skinnerd is playing some of those, and you know, you all share, of course, a lot of musical traits. What's your relationship with that band these days?
2: Well, we've known each other uh, a long, long time and played together quite a few times. There were a handful of with the Allman Brothers and, and Skinner and a handful of shows in the past with Mule and Skinner and I was part of their tribute concert at the Fox Theater uh, in Atlanta. We're excited to do a, a handful of dates on, on this tour because it, it, it's the, the last tour for them and, and the end of an era. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to catching at least the one here. I know we don't have uh, the Skinner on the bill, but, uh, but seeing, seeing the mule back in town is always really, really exciting. And again, uh, June 24th at the Iroquois Amphitheater. Warren, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. And again, congrats on this, uh, this live album with Bring on the Music. Uh, it's, it's been a whole lot of fun hearing it.
2: Thank you. My pleasure. All right. Take care. All right.
0: Big thanks. Warren Haynes, Government Mule's new live album is called Bring on the Music, live at the Capitol Theater. Now, as I mentioned in the uh, in the interview there, it was back in 2017, the last time I talked to Warren Haynes, when Government Mule had just released that record, Revolution Come, Revolution Go. Now, it was the first after their 20th anniversary celebrations, giving them a really uh, clean slate to try out new sounds and directions, which is what Mr. Hayes and I got to talk about. Nice little bonus edition here. It's part two of Kyle Meredith with Government Mule. Hello from Louisville. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm well. It's good to be talking to you, especially about this new Government Mule record. I thought we'd start with that title, Revolution Come, Revolution Go. That's uh, not exactly a ringing endorsement.
2: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a ringing endorsement of our political system in general, I think. Uh, you know, it seems like uh, one administration comes along, makes some changes, the next one comes along and negates them all, but very little that actually gets done. Right. So, and it's a little tongue-in-cheek, too, you know, like... Uh, but let's see some change that comes along and stays a while.
0: Right. And I know you've talked about this being more than just a political record, although, you know, coming out with Stone Cold Rage is a great song. What I read in the bio that kind of caught me was that you said this is territory that government mules never explored before. And and what exactly did you mean by that?
2: Well, not the, uh, the lyrical message and the, the political st- stuff, because we've always gone there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some of the musical influences uh, are a little different than anything uh, we've done on previous studio, studio records. Uh, as an example, there's a song, Sarah Surrender, that's very much coming from like a soul music, like an Al Green sort of feeling. There's a song called uh, a Traveling Tune that's a little more country rock than anything we've done before. It kind of reminds me of the Marshall Tucker Band. obviously has some Allman Brothers influence as well, but a, l- a little more on the countryside of Southern Rock than anything Government Mule has done in the past. We want every record to kind of go somewhere different.
0: On that political side, though, you said you wanted, like, it sounded like you guys really wanted to make a point to start recording on Election Day. Did I read that right? It's like you were looking for <laughs> the soul we, of the country. If we wanted
2: to... to or it just worked out that way. <laughs> but we, we did start recording on Election Day, and it was... Uh... Rather poignant, I would say.
0: Yeah, I mean that's what I was thinking. Like you, you know, the soul of the country, or or maybe the resistance—I don't know—just gets absorbed into these songs.
2: Yeah, and you know, uh, like everybody else, whether you were on uh, the the Democrat side or the or the Republican side, most everybody thought that Trump was going to lose, whether you were a supporter or a, a, a non-supporter, and we were no uh, no exception. We, you know, as we're setting up and getting sounds and starting to uh, deal with the preliminary stages of recording and every now and then glancing at the news going, hmm, that's, that's a little odd. <laughs> the few songs that have political uh, connotations were written before the election, so they kind of took on a little bit of a different perspective, especially Stone Cold Rage that uh, you mentioned. It's just really talking about the divide that's d- more so than any time uh, in my adult lifetime.
0: And it's cool because musically, I, I feel like you know what you're getting into with a Government Mule record, but did you guys, you know, aside from the lyrics, did you go in looking to branch out, or did that just happen naturally for you all with all of these different sounds?
2: Well, it always uh, is important to us to kind of go into some new territory, musically speaking, uh we have so many influences that we try to utilize more of them with each record but also it was important because this is our first studio record since celebrating our 20th anniversary as a band so we're kind of looking at this as the beginning of a a new era
0: well i love what i've heard so far and i look forward to hearing the rest of it i mean the three songs that are out there right now are fantastic so uh Thank, thank you for the music, and thank you for the uh, the conversation today.
2: My pleasure. Thank
0: you. Yeah, we'll see you around soon. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. Warren Haynes from a 2017 interview talking about the government mule record, Revolution Come, Revolution Go. And again, thanks to Warren for the most recent call. Again, the new live album is called Bring on the Music. Live at the Capitol Theater. Thanks for listening today. Before you head out, I hope you hit the subscribe button. Again, you can do that wherever you get your favorite podcasts from, including iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, as well as YouTube. After that, head to WFPK.org, where I do a show every Monday through Friday. ConsequenceOfSound.net has your music and film news. You can catch me at Twitter at Kyle Meredith, Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time.